Do you like spiders? Not really. Do you like men? <laughs> um, this seems like a loaded question. Do <laughs> well, good for you because we're watching Transformers. Oh, thank God. Yeah, yeah. No, we're uh, we're watching Spider Man Three, the third one with Tobey Maguire. No, no. Apparently, the first two were good. I haven't seen them in so long. Uh, it's I, I, you know, I had like that nice nostalgia about all the the Spider Mans, and then I w went back and watched the third one. Now I'm a little angry. It's a, it's kind of a trip. <laughs> It's so bad. It's yeah. such a bad movie. I, I still think Tobey Maguire is the best Spider-Man, maybe because it's the nostalgia of my childhood. But uh, yeah, we're going to rock with it anyway. And also roll like Spider-Man does after jumping off a building and hitting the ground, doing a tactical roll. Like he's in the police academy. Ugh. <laughs> Yeah. Story time. I did the uh, police academy physical, and then I went out into the lobby after doing the physical, and uh, my ass is so out of shape that I went to hand the paper to the girl saying I passed, and I fucking had to run across the lobby and vomit in a trash can. <laughs> I thought this was going to be a story about how your ass hurt, and I was like, what went on in this physical <laughs> exam for the police academy? I don't want to talk about it, but, but I passed. <laughs> Yeah, so we watched Spider-Man 3. Um, once again, this is a virtual episode. Hope you enjoyed the last one. We had a couple hiccups, but uh, we're going to try and avoid that this time around. For Devin's sake. For my sake. You won't even know there were hiccups. If there were, but... Or if there are, but uh, please God, let there not be hiccups. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so we watched Spider-Man 3. You know, good, the bad, the movies. Classify it as whatever you want today. But... Well, go ahead. I heard I heard your mouth click. The bad. <laughs> um, before we get into it, our beer today. Well, his beer. My beer. Devin's not drinking today because he puked after his physical exam. So, um, it's my my whole chest hurts. I'm a little baby boy. Little baby boy. So I am drinking um, a Missoula Brewing Company Highlander. Um, they make one called the Strawberry Wheat. Like whiskey, but wheat. wheat. Strawberry wheat. wheat. Cream. Established in 1910. Brewed Ooh. in Montana. And with wow. it, it's uh, it's got 5% alcohol. It's pretty basic, you know. Um, the IBU, that bitterness unit, at an 18. And really, it's kind of a, it's definitely a wheat ale. Um, there's The strawberry flavor is kind of like natural in it. It doesn't really smack you in the face. Um, but I really enjoyed it. And on the can, it says, found shamelessly in the hands of bearded mountain men. Brandon, I, I have something to break to you. Yes, my boy. I don't think you're a bearded mountain man. I'm a pretty, 
I'm a pretty uh, straight-faced, clean-shaven city boy. You're a baby-faced pharmacist, (laughs) about as far away from from a bearded mountain man as you can get. I own three flannels. Um, yeah, so does my grandma. <laughs> yeah, but are, is, are any of them like the, the red and black checkered one, like the classic lumberjack one? Yeah, yeah and they're wool too. Mm, I don't have one of those red and black ones yet. <laughs> <laughs> I have a yellow and black one. So I, I played myself. Yeah. I didn't like that. <laughs> Quit that. Okay. But that's Highlander and uh, the Strawberry Wheat. Big fan. Devin probably wouldn't be because he doesn't like fruit I, yeah, in his beer. I don't like fruity beers. But I'm going to make you try it anyway eventually. Yeah, I'm sure eventually. I might need a couple pre beers. Some pre-workout. Yeah, and it might need some pre-workout to drink my beer. Yeah, <laughs> some loaded up with caffeine. Yeah. But speaking of caffeine that gives you a jolt and a rush, Spider-Man 3. What a segue. It can give you... <laughs> I've worked really hard on that. <laughs> Thank uh, you. It's part of my script, you know? Yeah, I saw you looking at your notes. You had to kind of lean forward. It was not a part of my notes. I am an off-the-top genius. Um, but yeah, he is the Bo Burnham of his time. Sure. He's a pretty scripted person, but okay. Uh, I've seen some videos of him being heckled, and he is he, he's good at improv. Oh, good. Well, never mind then. But or Obama. <laughs> nope. I saw, no, I saw some heckling videos of Obama. Was this he was while he was president improv. or not? It, it was while he was president. Damn. Like during his campaign trials. Damn. Or campaigning. Yeah, but Spider-Man 3 came out in 2007, and it's the third of the trilogy of Spider-Man movies by Sony, um, directed by Sam Raimi. What a guy. Sam who? Raimi. Oh, okay. So he did the first two Spider-Man movies. He's also done The Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2, Army of Darkness, and he did that, like, Wizard of Oz spinoff with James Franco, Oz the Great and the Powerful. Uh, Where there was, like, never heard of there it. was, like, a monkey with him for some reason, and, like, the whole time I watched the movie, like, in my head, I was really thinking in the theaters, there's no place like home. <laughs> there's no place <laughs> like home. <laughs> Um, but yeah, he d- has done several horror films and then Spider-Man and this one Wizard of Oz spinoff. A diverse fellow. Yeah, for sure. And he's actually part of the writing team. Sam Raimi, who wrote Evil Dead 1 and 2 still, Army of Darkness, and Drag Me to Hell. So it seems like a horror kind of writing thing. Um, his brother Ivan Raimi, who wrote Army of Darkness and Drag Me to Hell. And this guy named Alvin Sargent, who is a much better writer that has some bigger names in there. He did Spider-Man 2 and 3. Um, he did The Amazing Spider-Man with Andrew Garfield. And then he also did things like Anywhere But Here, Ordinary People, and Paper Moon. Paper Moon? Yeah, it's a, it's an older film. Uh, okay. But yeah, he has, he has a more decorated history. The only thing I know about the, uh, the like production staff as the executive producer is stan lee yes because he's the original writer of the marvel comics um he had a cameo he has a cameo in every marvel movie actually 
Yeah, I know. I know. I was looking for it, and you found it. I found it because he said uh, pretty freaking obvious. He said, he said uh, "Oh, as it turns out, one man can make a change." Yep. And then he he shuffled off like a penguin, <laughs> like an old penguin, like an old penguin. Well, with Stan Lee as a cast member, this movie has a huge cast. Pretty much nonstop big names. But some of yeah. them some of them are big names before they became big names. So you've got Toby Maguire. Duh. Duh. You've got Kirsten Dunst, Mary Jane. You've got James Franco as Harry Osborne. You've got J.K. Simmons as J. Jonah Jameson. And then um, Elizabeth Banks, she has a minor character as the receptionist for J. Jonah Jameson. But um, then some newer characters, you've got Topher Grace playing Eddie Brock. You've got uh, Thomas Hayden Church playing the Sandman. And you got Bryce Dallas Howard playing Gwen Stacy. So, uh, J.K. Simmons, he was born here in Missoula, right? I don't know if he was born here, but he went to the University of Montana and got a degree in opera there. Opera. Mm-hmm. I didn't peg him as an opera singer. You peg people? Um, only opera singers. Oh, okay. Peg him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, he he's that he's that notorious uh commencement graduation commencement speaker. So I will I would love for him to be my commencement speaker as well. Now that he's an Oscar winner. But yeah, big cast. Um a lot of money spent on it probably. I'd imagine it's a Marvel movie, right? Yes. But let's talk about the movie then. A little quick summary of the plot. A strange black entity from another world bonds with Peter Parker and causes inner turmoil as he contends with new villains, temptations, and revenge. Okay, so that is like one of the four plots that were going on in this movie. Yes. <laughs> And that was my biggest problem, is they didn't bring these plots together at all. They didn't relate to each other. Each one of these plots could have been a different movie. Yes, so there's the there's the, the symbiote Peter Parker story. There, Harry Osborn. There's the Peter and Harry story. There's the Peter uh-huh. and Mary Jane story. And uh-huh. then there's the Peter and Sandman story. Yep. And then there's the, the Peter, Peter and his and- uncle... And but that it's it's also like it's because okay so like it, uh, we'll talk about the plot later but like just to briefly go over it he has like this really I guess 2007 epic fight the CGI was kind of iffy um he had this like epic fight with this super villain and then he defeats the super villain and then he's sitting on a web with Mary Jane. And then this meteorite comes down. And yeah. Like, what the fuck does this have to do with anything? Yeah. It's like they were too ambitious with the storyline on the get go. And they were like, we need to put at least three villains in this <laughs> when the previous two each had one. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it didn't work. It didn't work. No. It got too convoluted. I agree. Um, But with the two new the two previous movies let's dive into a little history of spider-man listeners i apologize it's going to be pretty extensive but spider-man has a pretty um vast history behind it so i'll kind of dive in anyway 
Um, Lay that history pipe. Yeah. So before we, God, <laughs> yeah, I was like, no reaction. How? Well, Bef- just go before myself. before we get into it, since this is the third movie, if you haven't watched the previous two, I'll give you guys a little recap of the first two. So the first Spider-Man is just like when bitten by a genetically modified radioactive spider. Nerdy, shy, and awkward high school student Peter Parker gains spider-like abilities that he eventually must use to fight evil as a superhero after tragedy befalls his family. And the main villain in that being the Green Goblin as his uh, as his best friend's father. So a little little inner turmoil and a little external turmoil. Ex-turmoil. There we go. Ex-turmoil. Nailed it. So then Spider-Man 2... Peter Parker is beset with troubles in his uh, failing personal life as he battles a brilliant scientist named Dr. Octo Octavius. Doc Ock. And so I think that one's personally the best. Dr. Cock? No. (laughs) It was a children's movie. Kind of. Not really. It could could be for children. Dr. Cock. (laughs) Now it's not, but... Yeah, I have just mentally erased everything you said except for Dr. Cox. Exactly. Listeners, if you can take one thing away from this podcast, <laughs> please don't let it be Dr. Cock. Please let it be Dr. Cock. <laughs> so more with the history. If you're unaware, Spider-Man is a superhero created by writer, editor Stanley and writer, artist Steve Ditko. He first appeared in the anthology comic book Amazing Fantasy number 15, which was um, released in August of 1962 in what was known as the Silver Age of Comic Books. I wonder what the Gold Age is, or if there is. Uh, yeah, I'm there, not, was, there was no Golden Age for comic books. I, yeah, I'm not really into comics, but anyway, he appears in the American comic books published by Marvel Comics, as well in a number of movies, television shows, and video game adaptations set in the Marvel Universe. In the stories, uh, Spider-Man is the alias of Peter Parker, an orphan raised by his Aunt May and Uncle Ben in New York City after his parents, Richard and Mary Parker, died in a plane crash. And the original idea... Um, The original idea of Peter Parker was to kind of have a character deal with the struggles of both adolescence and, like, financial issues and kind of a loss in the world. Um, His origin story has him acquiring the spider-related abilities after a bite from a radioactive spider, and these include things like cleaning the surfaces, um, super strength, agility, and detecting danger with his spidey sense. Um, He then builds wrist-mounted web shooter devices that shoot artificial spider webbing um, of his own design. And when he at first... Wait, he he builds the web device in the original? So he doesn't in the original, actually. He's supposed to in the comic books, but in this Marvel, in this universe with the Tobey Maguire films, he just kind of has this ability. But pretty much in every other adaptation, I've seen him build his own web shooters. No shit. Yeah. I thought for I thought for sure that it just came out of his wrist. Nope, sadly not. Silk sack he <laughs> has on his wrist. <laughs> You'd think that that would be one of the powers that comes along with you know spider. Being a spider. Yeah, being a human. So his actually his only ability is just to cling to walls and strength and like ability agility and he's got the spidey sense. Okay, yeah, fair so, enough. So anyway, um, he first appeared in the early 1960s, and teenagers and superhero 
comic books were usually relegated to the role of like a sidekick to the protagonist. And so he kind of broke ground by featuring Peter Parker, a high school student from Queens behind Spider-Man's secret identity, um, with those like self-obsessions of rejection and inadequacy and loneliness that young readers could really relate to, which kind of boosted his fame, Spider-Man's fame. A pan to a... Wait, so... A pan to a so bigger superheroes audience. superheroes were used to be the sidekicks? No, 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 no. Um, usually in all of these other films, like young um, young people with superpowers were always the sidekicks. And oh, so Stan- okay, gotcha. Stanley wanted to make a character that was a, a teenager, but was the hero. He wanted the Coco Melon superhero. <laughs> yes, of course. That's gonna, Stanley, that's gonna be, smart man. That's going to be the next big hit. <laughs> a baby superhero but yeah so this film is obviously the third in the original sony tr- spider-man trilogy and development of spider-man 3 began immediately after the successful release of spider-man 2 for a 2007 release during pre-production Raimi originally wanted um another villain to be included along with the sandman so it was the director's choice to add more and at the request of producer Avi Arad, he added Venom, and the producers also requested the addition of Gwen Stacy. So in the whole process of this movie, they were like, we need more. Wait, which one was Gwen Stacy? The blonde. Oh, I mean, she, yeah. That was like not, that could have worked alongside as a subplot mm-hmm. because it was like his personal life, and those could easily be differed between but all these superheroes with their weird like motives and the stupid freaking i i loved venom as a kid i thought venom oh, was the coolest superhero. venom is the coolest villain right or the coolest villain and to find out it was just some meteor goo thing that's that's some dumb shit oh you didn't know that though no oh. no i just i thought it was like an evil spider-man i knew it was like something that like took over spider-man because obviously it looks spider-man but like you didn't know it was the symbi the origin of the symbiote yeah what is a symbiote does that symbiote come up later in the marvel universe that's what the like the black goo was it's called a symbiote it's like a living entity that attaches to a host and like um amplifies their worst qualities Okay, yeah, that is pretty cool, actually. <laughs> and they, I, they see, talked about a, that in the a, movie. They did. I remember that. I, I think my problem is that it, it was cool enough to be its own plot. And it ended yes. up being like this small part that was introduced. 100% could have been its own plot. Yeah. But I freak I, I have problems with that and well and then the thing with gwen stacy adding her is like in different marvel universes his love interest is gwen stacy instead of mary jane so they put both of them into this movie to add that conflict as peter deals with his own um uh self-realization of his inner demons i guess i want i want a an epilogue from spider from spider-man 3 i don't know if there is um after i just want him to like go around and apologize to everyone who is a fucking asshole <laughs> to, all, to. to all the women he harassed on this yeah, street. Yeah. <laughs> that would be I sw- lovely all i want is a, a a 10 minute video of peter parker being tarred and feathered maybe it's in like the dvt in- like director's commentary or like special features it's a deleted scene yeah just naked in times square tarred and feathered <laughs> that would be a great scene 
But yeah, so I've been a bad boy. <laughs> Um, that's our history. And like I said, it's pretty extensive, but there's a lot of history with Spider-Man, so why not? Go Spider-Man. Go Spidey Boy. Spidey um, Boy. And with the history being an established, uh, franchise, had quite the budget. Wait. Uh, before I look at it, um, I'm gonna guess it had a budget of 5 114 million dollars jesus christ more than double everything we've had yeah i thought i read that um but i didn't it was actually the budget was actually 151 million and i somehow interpreted that as 514 i wanted to seem smart yeah uh or no wait it wasn't yeah it wasn't 150 I looked at the wrong thing. It was two hundred and fifty-eight million the budget for this movie. The opening weekend it made one hundred and fifty-one million dollars. So our most expensive film to make so far that we've yeah. reviewed, and it was uh, not as good as Transformers. The see, I don't know. Like the first scene of Spider-Man swinging through New York was bad. It looked bad. Oh, Transformers CGI is so much better. The special yeah. effects are yeah. so much. Jurassic World. I guess Jurassic World came out in twenty. 17 or when did the transformers come out the ones the one that we watched the second one 2009 what the hell come on (laughs) spider-man um in u.s and canada it made 336 and a half million dollars sweet and worldwide it made 895 million dollars wow brandon do you want me to tell you the tagline? Oh, please tell me this tagline. Fucking give it to me, man. Yeah, call me daddy. <laughs> da- <laughs> you almost said it. I, you almost said it. And I would have had it on recording. Da- and I would have, I would have, daddy. Oh, I'm, sending, I'm sending that to your wife. <laughs> she listens to these anyway. <laughs> I'm, I'm sending this to your wife. Uh, the tagline is, Next summer... The greatest battle lies within. It was actually a tagline for uh, STD. What? Yeah. Well, the greatest battle lies within. Yeah. Well, that was that was a good voice. I must give you that. It sounded like you were you were a voiceover you. person. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a Mexican, so I I'm good at voices. So am I, but I'm not really good at voices. <laughs> I still refuse to believe you are so so <laughs> distant from your from your Mexican culture from from my mother's original birth name of Martinez. Yeah, what happened? How did you get so white? And how did I get so bad at British accents? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a good voice, and the tagline isn't that bad actually. Um, no, it's not. I kind of like it. You know, it it. Uh, obviously battle with superheroes and whatnot but that's not the important part it's him fighting his inner demons and harry and sandman and eddie brock is venom and and uh and also just venom and yeah and his love interest of mary jane and so yeah within and without and also these other guys and also (laughs) these these girls and also his next door neighbor. Oh, don't even get started about the neighbor and her his daughter. Oh, that got weird. Oh, yeah, yeah, his landlord's daughter. Yeah, 
He's like, go make me more cookies, bitch. With nuts. Literally having her feed him cookies Mm -hmm. and milk. Yeah. She was she was on the hook for sure. Mm-hmm. All right, Devin. All right, is it time? It can't be. It can't be. It's already, it's already time, dude. It's already time. <laughs> it's time for some cats facts. Cats facts. Cats facts. Okay, first cat's fact. First spider fact. That's kind of good, but not as good as cat's fact still. First spider fact is, this was the most expensive film ever made at the time of its release. What about Titanic? Not more. It made more money, but was not as expensive to make as this was. That 258 mil was the topper of it all. Now I bet there's movies that like I was half a half a billion dollars. I f- I forgot I was actually going to look it up before I started this. So now I'm going to currently look it up. Devin, fill with some stand-up comedy. Uh if I had to guess the film with the highest budget, it would also be a Marvel movie. I would guess it would be Avengers Endgame. And um if I had to have a follow-up guess, it would be the 20 20- 12 hit adventures of food boy high school superhero Mm. so my guess was going to be star wars the force awakens but neither of us are right it's not food boy it's not food boy um oh force awakens is actually 14 though currently this spider-man 3 is still 15th all time my other my other guess because i knew that it was super expensive for no goddamn reason was tangled and tangled is 12th tangled huh yeah but here are your top four okay fourth avengers infinity war is that the most recent one because i i guess that no the most recent is endgame okay third avengers endgame Woo! I was more right than Brandon. I'm gonna hold this over the over his head for the next decade because it, it happens about that often. Second, Avengers: Age of Ultron. <laughs> I'm not surprised. And number one, Avengers: Unite. Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides, budget of 379 million. Actually, that's not surprising. Is that the one where they have the huge battle? I don't. That's <laughs> like everyone. Think, no, there's one where like they have all the pirates unite and they fight the navy in space. Yeah, all, all the pirates are going up against the U.S. Navy with just like aircraft carriers and battleships. <laughs> and and they Jack end up Jack, Jack Sparrow's like, I don't know about the skies. <laughs> And then they just get like blast. Like there's like stealth bombers and like Davy Jones ain't stronger than family. <laughs> no, that's Fast and Furious. Yeah, although but I'm I, not. Su- well, I'm not surprised one of those aren't in like the top ones too. Yeah, no, I uh, I'd be surprised if they are. But that's my first cat's fact. You ready for the second? Uh, sure. Yeah, hit me with a cat spider fact. Spider I was ready. Cat. I was ready for you to say no, and we were just gonna move on. <laughs> 
<laughs> second second one is that all of the screams Kirsten Dunst had for this film were actually re- recycled from Spider-Man 2. That's hilarious. That's <laughs> like uh do you know the Wilson scream? Yeah. Yeah. I uh I'm surprised. I feel like they use that. They probably don't use it in in Marvel movies, but they use it in so many movies. Yes. I love hearing it too cuz it's like a little Easter egg. It totally is. Yeah, I know exactly what the Wilson scream is. Um, I demonstrate, but I don't know how. It's a work of art, really. <laughs> yeah, it's people have worked their whole lives for it. So my next fact is as following. Um, oops. Sam Raimi was deeply unhappy with how the film turned out. He had hoped that the planned fourth film would have made up for it. But sadly, the fourth movie didn't happen, and neither did the fifth or the sixth. Yeah, this movie sucked. I'm not... How, during the script writing, how were you, like, not catching on that this plot was way too convoluted? I don't know. And and the villain... Okay, here's the thing. You know the sand boy that was, like, the first actual villain that we were introduced to? Like, his motives could have been expanded on way more like or at least way like, earlier <laughs> or earlier like imagine if if he was like bringing the money back and he paid for his daughter's surgery but then uh something happened and he needed more money and he was so close to saving his daughter so he went to rob a bank and then spider-man killed him yeah and it's like you're conflicted. There's this conflict, but instead you got to worry about six other supervillains and then three weird love triangles going on. Yep. Yeah. So they wanted a fourth, fifth, and sixth film, but none of them happened, and probably rightfully so. Yeah, Sam Raimi. So my or like f- Sam Raimi. <laughs> my four. Ooh. Yeah. That was good. So my next fact is that Bryce Dallas Howard, Gwen Stacy. Um, performed her own stunts during the crane accident scene, unaware that she was pregnant at the time of the filming. Uh, oops. <laughs> Oopsie daisies. Shoop. You know, they probably filled these filmed these scenes out of order because I bet uh, she actually got pregnant from that kiss. Oh, Spider Man and her that you know, upside the the, the the classic Spider Man upside down kiss. Yeah, she probably got pregnant from that. Probably did. That's why she was pregnant. <laughs> um, all right, next one. The first shot of the Sandman forming after he gets stuck in that machine took roughly six months to create. Wait, when the guy was stuck in the crane? When he was stuck in the like the machine as it's like spinning around and he turns into the Sandman, you know. Oh, yeah. And then after that, the next scene of him where he's like slowly forming himself up yep. out of sand. That to- that makes sense because I've st- <clears throat> I've studied like um, particle simulations a little bit in college. And on today's hardware, it takes days to render that stuff. And and like, well, and those were billions of particles. That yes. Were simulating. And all of the people did so much research into the properties of sand and like movements and how they adhere. And so they put in a lot of work into that scene. And it still wouldn't look as good as today. I mean, it looked good. Like, oh, it did it look first, good. The macro shot of the sand looked really bad. But when it panned <laughs> out and he saw yeah. the sand like falling off him, it looked good. Yeah. But I agree. All right. 
I've got two more facts, and they're both timestamp ones. Okay. So at around one hour, eight minutes, on May 4th, 2007, while promoting the film on The Tonight Show with Jay Leno, um, Thomas Hayden Church, the guy who played Sandman, revealed that he broke three knuckles during the subway scene where he swings to punch Spider-Man and ends up punching a chunk of the wall away. Church said that the FX crew had told him that the brick in the middle was fake while the upper and lower ones were real, but unfortunately the foam brick had not been put in place yet, and when Sam Raimi yelled action, he spun around and punched the real brick on the first take and broke three of his knuckles. Did they, they must have used that take, huh? They had to have. Did you look for it? Did it look like he was in pain? I forgot to look for it, but now I kind of want to go back. Yeah, I want to see if he was in pain. It's either that or they would have had to wait for it to heal. Mm-hmm. Which would have taken a good amount of time. Oh, yeah. And I'd have been so pissed. <laughs> you break three knuckles. Oh, man. Just also when I'm in pain, I like, I get angry. And swear. Like my first, my Yeah, my first response to pain is, is anger. To whip your dick out. Yeah, my I just <laughs> shit on the floor. It's that or my pants. It's one or the other. Yeah. The lesser of two evils, really. <laughs> and my last cat's fact is at around 50 minutes, in the fight scene where Spider-Man punches through Sandman's chest, um, congenital amputee boxer Baxter Humby took Tobey Maguire's place in the filming the scene. He was born without his right hand, which helped deliver the intended effect of punching through Sandman's chest and not seeing a fist. <laughs> You mean this this movie had the budget, a, a, a quarter billion dollar budget, and they're like, you know what? Instead of editing Tobey Maguire's hand away, let's, let's go for the practical effect of finding a congenital amputee. Yep. Fair enough. No, no further questions. And he was an ex-boxer, too. Now my question is, how successful is he a boxer without a second hand? Uh, I mean, he can still probably club with that. Oh, for sure. I just don't know how he'd probably have to have a special glove. <laughs> for sure. I mean, he might he might still be a good boxer. He could be, yeah. I mean, he probably you know he would definitely kick my ass, but All right, this is uh, totally unrelated, but a movie I 100% recommend whoever's listening to watch. Go watch Million Dollar Baby. Oh, so good. By Clint Eastwood. So good. Well, that obviously like it won best picture of 2004, so I just watched it last night. Holy fuck. I cried my eyes out. So good. Yeah. Yeah. But that's my last cat's fact, sadly. Why didn't you get eight cat's facts for the each leg of a spider? <laughs> I really wasn't <laughs> thinking that deep. What, did I have seven? Oh, you counted them all. Yeah. Ah, man. <laughs> You're actually note taking my notes as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I am our bit, biggest critic. I am the one who leaves the angry comments on our Facebook post. Yes. Um, so with that, we're going to jump into the movie. And uh, listeners, beware. I have more notes on this movie than any other film. But I'm going to try and breeze as much as I can. So, Devin, how does this movie start? Uh, the movie starts with this really cool 2007 goo scene. <laughs> this really long early 2000. You know the early 2000s credits where it's like, five minutes of some random bullshit and it gives all the names of the cast yeah the intro credits it was the intro credits and it was like this the i would assume the symbiote 
like mm-hmm. just kind of gooing. It's there like- was, it wasn't <laughs> gooing on any. It, I I don't know how to explain it. It was just gooing. It yeah, goo it's being goo. It's it's the it's the classic um, Sony Spider Man intro scene where it's like the webs and whatnot and like pictures of the cast and like like videos of the actors from previous films and whatnot. But yeah, there is the symbiote like black goo like going through the webs and uh did, wanted- you, did you notice that the names when they were like animated away turned to sand i did not notice that you know yeah. what i did notice about the names is during one of the names i can't remember which it was like it was like chris something we'll say chris stewart it said chris stewart and then it it showed a picture of tony mcguire oh yeah they they ran out of pictures <laughs> for cast and just started reusing ones from old films <laughs> It was just Tony Maguire, though. It wasn't even a picture of him. Did you say Tony Maguire? Toby. Okay. I did say Tony. (laughs) I don't want to. You idiot. So I I puked today, so it's uh, (laughs) have pity. Um. So yeah, it's that classic intro scene. But after the credits, Toby is narrating about how he's made the city a safer place to live and how he still lives a normal life as a young adult. He's in, like, college now or whatever. Him and MJ are dating. He kind of hints at marriage. And, like, apparently she's, like, a big shot now. She's on Broadway. She was so bad. She wa- <laughs> Yeah. My next note is, her singing is okay. <laughs> it's not even okay. It's it's just, like, uh, it is okay. It's okay. It's, like, decidedly okay. Yes. Like, I would be angry if I paid Broadway price to go see that, though. Yeah, I, f- I would, too, actually which makes sense for why she was fired. But yeah, um, Peter's at her show listening to her with like the biggest smile ever. You see that up in the, the like, what are those called? Whatever Abraham Lincoln, Foyer. Sh- whatever Abraham Lincoln sat in and was shot, those upper level balcony seats. Um, what are they called? Yeah, he's at her show too. And he's Keep like, talking. he's like not even listening to MJ. He's just glaring at Peter, but, you can tell that he still loves her too and he hates peter for killing his father and all that from the first movie um and then harry goes back to his father's lab um galleries they're called galleries i would have never guessed that (laughs) but harry goes back to his father's lab and he's doing the same experiment on himself that led his father to being the green goblin in this kind of like smoky like green smoke gas chamber did he name himself the green goblin or did someone else name him the green goblin because what un- what unfortunate naming. Yeah, I don't know about that. I would never name myself the Green well, Goblin. Well, really, Stan Lee named him that, but... Yeah, but, like, uh, come on. The, what's the canon facts here? Who named him the Green Goblin no, in the Spider-Man universe? I, I don't know that much. I'm sorry. Because, like, as, like, if... If someone on the street was like, "Oh no, it's the Green Goblin," and I was walking up, I'd be fu- I'd be hurt. I'd be hurt a little bit. You would throw one of your bombs and blow that person up. <laughs> well, no, because then that just reinforced the Green Goblin's a villain. I'd I'd be like, "Um, actually, my name is Edward <laughs> Scissorhands. I, I have a name, bitch." <laughs> and then I'd blow her up with a grenade. Yeah, there you go. Justify yourself at least, first. At least it, then it'd be green, green. Or Edward the Green Goblin. Edward the Green Grenade Goblin. (laughs) Yeah, something. It can't just be Green Goblin. Yeah. 
So after this, the next scene is where Devin kind of hinted at. Peter and MJ are in a park, like watching the night sky, but they're like laying on this giant web that he made, like in the trees and just in plain sight. Like maybe think about hiding your identity, man. <laughs> like he's not like it was... he's not in like uniform either. It's Central Park by the bridge. Is it really? Yeah. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. It, like, there's apparently nobody around, and he's not in... I thought he was up in the mountains somewhere. No, it was in Central Park, I think. Also, they were looking at the stars. If they were in Central Park, there ain't no stars. That's true. And also, if they were in Central Park and looking at the stars, the next scene, how the fuck did they not realize a meteor that crashed right down next to them? Yeah, can we talk about the the sound effects of that meteor hitting and, the ground? And how did people in New York City not mention a meteor hitting in the middle of Central Park? This is what the meteor sounded like. Like, surviving atmospheric re-entry <laughs> and coming at thousands, like hundreds of kilometers a second towards the Earth. This is what it sounds like. Fuck, bro! It was just like a little dingleberry that just popped on like, the ground. It was like it was like squeezing a sponge full of water. Yeah, I don't know. Nobody We're talks a about shit it after Taco Bell. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but like, also somehow his spidey sense didn't alert him that a meteor was gonna land on them. <laughs> like, well, his spidey and, sense is when he's in immediate danger, right? Yeah, like. Like, there's danger nearby. So, like, um, this meteor crashed, like, 30 feet from them. And... They, he didn't have any spidey senses at all during this movie. No, and it had the symbiote in it. Like, what the hell? Like, that should have told him spidey sense, but no. They had to remove spidey sense to add uh, Blondie. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, we need Gwen Stacy. What can we get rid of? One of his superpowers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So after this kind of meteor crash, they leave the park. The symbiote's just kind of like it's small. It's just like it's just like a pile of play doh, basically. But um, now you get like a new or a pile of shit after Taco Bell. After Taco Bell. <laughs> so now you get a new character introduced, and he's like running from police, and he like sneaks into a house in like a little girl's room. You find out that it's daughter, and he's like leaving notes for her, and apparently he's a convict. Um. For killing a man. Damn. Damn. What a boy. What a lad. What a man. Oh, <laughs> uh, that might be a stretch. <laughs> Come on now. Of don't, course. Don't, yeah. don't, don't get all crazy on me. But yeah, apparently he went to like Rikers prison for killing a man and alright. And the daughter ends up waking up and she gives him this locket. And he says he like out of like so nonchalantly, like this is your intro to his backstories. I'll find the money and make you healthy. I'm not a bad person. I just have bad luck. Yeah, and like they show that her daughter's like on a crutch, but they don't don't tell us what's wrong. It's ugh, it makes me so mad. This movie could have been so good. It could have like. I don't know. My the bad guys could have been fleshed out so much more. My idea is that she's a St. Jude's patient has cancer, but, I mean, it could be anything, really. I mean, she had a crutch, so would have had to be, like, a whatever kind of cancer, like bone cancer, maybe, or something. Yeah. But, that's, but she wasn't bald. She was not bald. If um, they made her bald, it would have made so much more sense. That is true. 
But yeah, also if it was St. Jude's, they wouldn't they would they would have paid for it. That is also true. So that's basically the whole exposition of him. Like that's really all you get until later, and kind uh, kind of a, yeah. quite a bit later. Uh, um, the literal end of the movie later. Yeah. So now there's like a dorky scene of Peter Parker on a moped, and he's just like smiling from ear to ear on his way to his aunt May's. And he gets there and he tells It reminds it reminds me of the hot rod scene. Yeah. Going on a date. Put on a shirt and you're right. <laughs> yeah. And he goes to tell his Aunt May that he's gonna propose to MJ. And she tells this whole story of her and Uncle Ben, and I don't really remember the specifics of it, but she gives him her wedding ring. Yeah. Hers or Ben's? Hers. Oh shit! You idiot! I'm so I'm so sorry. She's not wearing that wedding ring anymore. Uncle Ben's been dead for years. Yeah, she's gonna go to the fucking jazz club and find some old guy to bone. Some sugar daddy. Some sugar. Some sugar bone. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, and so after that kind of scene, now that he's got the ring, once again another dorky scene of him on his moped, um, driving the opposite direction, smiling ear to ear, but out of nowhere. Oh shit! Guy on a hoverboard. Guy on a hoverboard. Well, not like a hoverboard that you're thinking of. On like a flying glider. Like a Back to the Future hoverboard. Yes. But like also not a Back to the Future hoverboard not, at all. Not the two wheel things that kids ride around. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, out of nowhere, it just scoops him up, and you see it's Harry. Harry Osborne. Harry, Harry. Quite contrary. <laughs> Harry, yeah, Harry. This is this is where the movie is starts. Like you're like, all right, how many villains are they going to introduce? Like, why is there so much exposition going on in a Marvel movie? Yeah, this is maybe twenty minutes, like twenty minutes in, and you've already been introduced. I guess the Sandman doesn't have his powers yet, but you realize that he's going to be a, like a villain. Probably you see the symbiote fall and you've got Harry now as like the, and the, also the new green goblin. You're the first character other than Toby Maguire that you're introduced to is uh blondie. Gwen Stacy. Yeah. When they're in class and, Oh, that's right. And she answers the question and they give each other the lover's glance yep. and then you realize she, he's not even dating her. So now you've got basically four imminent conflicts coming up and one clearly one that's happening right now with Harry uh, yeah. as the new green goblin and the fight is on. But he doesn't know that it's Harry at the beginning. And during this fight there is like so much destruction going on. I don't know how civilians below aren't screaming in pain. Like there are like bricks and like glass falling on people and like crushing cars and nothing. Nothing. They still think Spider-Man's a hero. In later Avengers movies, they address that, but 2007 was too early. Yes, of course. And yeah, like every nobody's screaming in pain, no but he Peter's getting his ass kicked and like tossed around like a rag doll yeah peter isn't that good of a superhero if you think about it i mean basically uh harry defeated the last two villains and spider-man just got his ass kicked well spider-man did technically defeat venom but 
in uh, a formality. I, I guess. In a formality with more than half the help from Harry. It's like Venom was like a really stuck on li- like pickle jar lid and then uh, Harry loosened the lid. Yes. And then... He pulled it off. And like yeah. e- even the Green Goblin in the first movie, like he doesn't kill him. Like the Green Goblin kills himself on accident. So yeah. <laughs> What the fuck, Spider-Man? But, yeah, he's getting his ass kicked, tossed around like a rag doll, and in the process, he loses the wedding ring. <laughs> but out of nowhere, he spots it falling from the New York City skyline by, like, from, like, a quarter mile away. He's a spider. He has eight eyes. And he just just swoops over there, narrowly swoop. picks it up, uh, swoops over there, and, yeah. <laughs> And then there's actually a pretty good, like, action sequence where, like, they're going through this alleyway and it's, like, the chase is on. He's swinging. Harry's gliding. It's kind of going up and down. Cinematography made me a little dizzy, but, and, like, the close-up angles and the movements, but I thought it was pretty cool. It was all right. It wasn't outstanding. I think the last fight was way cooler. Oh, for sure. I'm not totally way better, but, like, this is really, like, the first action scene that you get to see in the film and it's it's pretty good to start it off i personally was was kind of underwhelmed by it you take that back the only part i thought was cool was when um when he trips harry and then harry's face smacks into that thing yeah like so like a spider-man disappears from from harry's eyesight so harry zooms off down the alley and then like too late he sees that spider-man set a trap just like a web that he runs into and knocks him off his hoverboard he's like doing somersaults and he like slams his face against like a like a duct and then falls down and hits a bar and then a trash can and and then rolls onto the floor and he's just a normal ass dude i don't know how this guy's dead oh he should have died Apparently, in Million Dollar Baby, she just falls on a chair and, and snaps her neck. Paralyzed. Yeah. yeah. Well, in so he does this fall and like he basically gets clotheslined by the web. And you say like I don't know how he's dead. Well, Peter goes down there and immediately he, like he's dead in the alley. Peter tries CPR on him and calls nine one one. They take him to the hospital, and if he lives at this point is unknown. Like they cut away from the hospital. Yeah, I was like, oh, he's definitely dead. There's no fucking way he's alive. <laughs> like, it's been 30 minutes and they're using defibrillators because this is New York City and they're doing the defibs in the the hospital, mm-hmm. not the ambulance, yeah. the hospital. So it's been, he's fucking, he's a dead man. And but. you you almost died after the physical exam for the police academy. So he's definitely dead. Yeah, they had to pull out the AED for me. <laughs> the scene is safe. <laughs> you call nine one one. You get an AED. <laughs> one and two and three. Bump, 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 bump. Another one bites the dust. That's the worst song. I mean, I know it's a hundred beats per minute, but that song is so inappropriate for the scenario. Another one bites the. Actually, uh, I never thought about it because the other one is staying alive. Ah 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 ah, staying alive. Stand alive, and that one makes a lot more sense <laughs> than another one bites the dust. I prefer the morbidity <laughs> number of mine. Well, now that we're speaking of dead people, cut to the convict. 
your mom no No. oh (laughs) cut to the convict he's escaped from rikers and he's one of the the because he killed somebody he's one of the suspected people of killing uncle ben peter's uncle but he's not the same guy from the first film that peter ends up like killing because he killed uncle ben like he chases him down it's not the same guy really yeah and so you're like what the hell what what happened here you're you're, they must they must have had to use a different actor no you'll find you in in like the at the end of the movie when he's doing like the black and white flashback when sandman's telling peter about like his uncle and what happened you know you Mm -hmm. see the other guy run up to him so there were two of them working together peter just happened to track down the one guy and kill him Uh, okay but yeah so at first you're like until the end of the movie you don't really know why it's a different person and yeah but as he's escaping from police he falls in some like giant magnetic machine with sand and like the middle of a desert and like there are scientists in this desert that are operating this machine and as as they run it like all his dna it's like a really cheesy scene with his dna like it zooms in as like sand enters his skin and you keep following and following until you get to his dna and it like all cheat like he just slowly disappears as the sand takes over his body and then you're like oh this guy's fucking dead maybe this plot will be simple (laughs) everybody just dies psych sandman sandman well do you know what this was actually super cool because because he's trying to get out of the sand and he doesn't know like quite how to be corporeal at this point. So he like gets up. He Good word. And, thank you. Thank you. I play a lot of Scrabble. <laughs> and then he like uh, he like falls apart into back back into a, a pile of sand. I don't know. I thought I thought this was a, a really cool scene. But do you know what this machine is? Um. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure uh, this machine somehow plays a part in colonoscopies no <laughs> i'm pretty sure a desert colonoscopies yeah because that guy definitely had a stick up his ass yeah the whole movie so <laughs> and so now you get a cut back to the hospital harry has survived the fight but now he suffers from short some short-term memory loss and peter is one lucky son of a bitch <laughs> He just yeah. ki- he just killed his friends. Harry believed he killed his father, and now they're like best friends. Best like like he was told that he was in a hit and run, and he doesn't even fully remember that his dad is dead. Like he looks up at MJ and Peter and goes, "Well, is my dad dead?" And you're like, "Oh, wow." Yeah, no, you're, he's like, "My dad's dead, isn't he?" So he knows it, but he needs like confirmation from a third party, a, um, a church then- confirmation. Yeah, it's the weirdest thing. He gets up out of his hospital bed and uh, they like kiss like with tongue and then MJ's really mad and uh, they both, I don't know, they both just kind of have sex in the hospital. No. <laughs> you think it's a Marvel movie. Yeah, of course, but that's where Sony came in. <laughs> they took some executive directions. They they made some choices that They're like, Marvel wasn't so be proud shit, of. It might, it might as well be gay porn. <laughs> With James Franco and Tobey Maguire. Tell me that one makes so much fucking money, though. It, it probably would. But now, cut back 
to Sandman, basically. You're in the desert. To reality. Ooh, snap back to reality. Oop, there goes uh, uh, Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. You go back, and this is the scene that I talked about where it's like sand slowly moving together, like forming to form um, the convict. He is a Sandman now. It's like a really long shot, and he kind of like looks at himself as it's forming like a self-realization kind of thing. Um, yeah, a, a really good shot nonetheless. It's really good. You're rubbing up against your mic, by the way, somehow. I don't know how. Like when you're moving, I think maybe your cord. Oh, yeah. Just my cord. Regardless, it was it was a really cool shot, and it was you could tell they took a lot of time making that shot what it was it was really good the particle simulations were great the the visuals were great it was it was very seamless i it was the definitely the best shot in the film like the most technological of its time for its film definitely and there's a moment where he's like turning into sand and he sees the locket like across in the sand and he tries to Mm. pick it up and he can't and i was actually a little heartbroken there yeah, no, that part was good. That part, and, and they didn't expand on that. Is the thing they didn't expand on that substance? His love for his daughter. They didn't. They use these stupid gimmicks like the locket, like him looking at his locket, like oh, I'm looking at my baby girl. It's ugh, the dumbest shit. This movie could have been good. But after that, he he is able to pick up the locket at least. So you don't have to yeah, be sad the rest of the movie. He figures out how his hands work. <laughs> He's like a baby. You baby boy. Yeah. And so he basically slowly turns himself from sand back into his human self. So you won't see him in his sand form the whole time. And now my question was, what was the point of this experiment from this machine? Like, what was supposed to happen here? I I don't know. I really don't know. Because <laughs> it was just things that... It was basically a big fan. And the, then the sand just like was whipped at him so hard he became a superhero or supervillain rather so, is he I, v- I guess he is a villain he causes a lot of destruction i was gonna say his motives aren't super villainous but you know as i've grown i've noticed that a lot of supervillains i kind of fucking i get like not yeah. the avengers but like like a lot of these villains like him just wanting to help his daughter Ven- Venom is a villain. Eddie Brock is a villain. He yeah. just straight up just wants to kill Peter. But yeah, um, but yeah, he's able to pick up and turn back into his self. And now you get to a scene where um, MJ comes over to Peter Parker's place, and critics hated her show. Yeah, critics hated this show too. Ooh, nice. Yo, and I mean, honestly, rightfully so. Like her, I guess I didn't see much else of the show. It, eventually, it does continue to be on Broadway, but her part was not that great. Yeah, she like re- she was recasted. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you got to this part, but I have not yet. But the whole time, like Peter's trying to relate it to like Spider-Man critics saying he's a bad person, and they're having like this deep conversation about her life and emotions. When like a police scanner report goes off, and Peter just hops out the window, like abandons her in a time of need. Okay, Tobey Maguire is a fucking just a, a an asshole. Yeah, like the, this whole movie, even when he's 
when he's not in his Spider-Man suit. And I don't know if this was a 2007 thing and the culture is just different now, but he was a fucking dickwad. No, that's just this Spider-Man 3 film because it, it's like trying to build up to like how he's going to act with the symbiote attached to him and whatnot. But my problem with Spider-Man 3 mostly is that Spider-Man was made to be like a teenage, like a young kind of nerdy dorky um really immature and not knowing what he's doing superhero and by spider-man 3 he's like in college and ready to get married and all this stuff and he knows he has responsibilities and i don't know it kind of takes it away from me a little bit because like i said the toby Maguire one is my favorite it might be a nostalgic one in general but like you mean spider-man into the spider-verse isn't your favorite Oh, take that back. That is my favorite. Oh, I love Into the Spider-Verse. That is so Mm -hmm. good. But, like, Tom Holland looks like a little baby. Like a little baby boy. He can play a teenager well. Andrew Garfield really used, like, the humor and the high school immaturity and all that to his character well. And that's what Tobey Maguire did do in, like, the first and some of the second movie. But by Spider-Man 3, it's lost. And I know he's, like, growing up and whatnot, and he can't be this high schooler anymore, but... I think that's where it misses quite a bit for me, aside from the four villains and the two love interests. (laughs) Aside from it being an objectively bad movie, where (laughs) it loses me (laughs) is it it lost its relatability to high schoolers. Yeah. But yeah, he's kind of a dick and just abandons her. Yeah. I mean, later in the movie, he proves that he is actually more of like just a bad dude. (laughs) just a fucking cock i think oh. i think what they're doing <laughs> he, he is dot cock he is dot cock um i think what what it's trying to portray here is that the power is going to his head but they could have done it so much better definitely i mean they did it well they kind of like demonstrated that like he was getting kind of like heady with with like how much uh fame and attention he was getting but they just really just portrayed him as a as a fucking asshole like as a personality trait and not as like Mm -hmm. someone who's found themselves with a lot of fame and power and found that going to their head well meanwhile as he bolts out the door this whole time the symbiote has been in his apartment moving around like mj almost catches it once again how did his spider sense not go off yeah, because it's right there in it's, his apartment. It was like the whole his, time. It was basically probably on his foot. Yeah. And he doesn't wake up till it's on his face. Yeah. Well, now you cut to like the power of a construction crane has shorted and it's like destroying a skyscraper. It's not anything brought on by a villain or whatnot. But Gwen Stacy is like in this skyscraper that's being destroyed doing like modeling shoots among others. And like civilian casualties are off the charts here yet again like this whole skyscraper is going down and of course gwen is like hanging on by a thread from like a metal beam um and eddie you find out this is where you meet eddie brock um he's actually gwen's boyfriend who works for the daily bugle the newspaper that peter parker does too and he notices gwen hanging from the building um about to die from his camera with a lens that is way too small to see her in detail on a 80 story high rise in new york city yeah it's just a small little (laughs) one like you would buy on a canon yeah it's just like a generic canon and he's like 
look and everybody else like looks in his camera and can see her in full detail like upskirt shots <laughs> yeah he's like what i told her to stop wearing those polka dot panties <laughs> I would have died if he would have said that. Like, not concerned about her safety, but (laughs) about her appearance. Wow, this is very, very unbecoming of her. I can see her tampon string. (laughs) She's hanging Uh, off the the, the side of the skyscraper. And as she's about to fall, Spider-Man obviously saves her, and Eddie says... Well, he saves her and brings her down, and, like, Eddie's taking pictures of him, and he says he's the new guy replacing peter at the bugle and uh peter takes offense and swings off just takes the he just takes the whole fucking fence that's crazy (laughs) and now there's a great scene of j jonah jameson in his office with the receptioner and her buzzer i'm not going to get into it because there i have a quote from there you might too actually i do yeah yeah and so this part was funny eddie comes into the bugle and like everyone's for some reason, like, everyone is commenting on his smell. Like, you, you smell. Like, what is this smell? Like, Peter does, J. Jonah Jameson does, the receptionist does. I assume it's, like, like a kind of Axe body spray kind of situation. It probably is. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I got from it. But now the rivalry is on between Eddie and Peter to get a photo of Spider-Man. They're competing to get the staff photography job, and their goal is to get a picture with Spider-Man, in quotes, with his hand in the cookie jar. Because uh, J. Joan John Jacobs, J. Jonah Jameson. J. Joan Jacob. Jingleheimer John, Schmidt. Jingle, Jingleheimer <laughs> Schmidt. He thinks that Spider-Man's actually a villain, so he wants uh, them to catch a photo of him being a villain. Jameson is woke, you know? He's woke. Um, and so, yeah. Spider-Man this, is a villain. He's a goddamn fucking cock. This right. Ri- cock. <laughs> This rivalry is on, and like as they're walking out, Peter sees on a stock ticker that Spider-Man is now getting a key to the city for saving the police chief's daughter, Gwen. And now this is where the classic Marvel Stanley appearance comes. And yeah, he says, you know, you know, one, I guess one man can make a difference. Good quote from the quick appearance of Stanley, but very bad delivery. We can't. I know, like Stanley's like a legend, and and he's dead, so we have to respect his memory. Bad delivery. Mm-hmm. He was not an actor. No, In any of his cameos really. No. he was a, kind of a bad actor. He just, but he just does it for the fun of it, really. Just to make. I wonder if seen. I wonder if he's intentionally acting bad to break that fourth wall, like the like the Wilbur scream or the Wilson scream or whatever it is. I, I bet he probably is. I mean, he's like a smart enough dude to to do that kind of nuanced sort of. Yeah, for thing. Sh- for sure. Well, now we go to Harry. He's back home out of the hospital with Peter and they're kind of like chumming it up like old times and they're going through their house. And at one point, Peter passes a basketball to Harry and he's like looking at a picture of his dad and he misses and it like knocks over a vase. But like Harry quickly catches like both the vase and the ball very swiftly. And he's just kind of questioning himself about this. Like, like obviously yeah, he got, has like, powers. Hands like occupied over and they're and like, then, like they're both like upside down like turned where he shouldn't have caught either of them yeah so and like he's so occupied that like peter parker comes up and kisses him and like harry can't do anything he just sta- has to stand there because he doesn't want to drop the vase mm-hmm. and then he pulls down his pants <laughs> <laughs> second second gay sex scene <laughs> but yeah he kind of realizes that 
you know, something's up. Like, he shouldn't have done that. And this is where MJ goes to the theater, like you alluded to earlier, to find that her job is taken. And, like, as she leaves, like, she's crying walking out of the theater. Everybody is applauding. And she's, like, she's, like, so happy. But it's all for Spider-Man <laughs> as he swings by. <laughs> and it's, like, oh, poor Mary Jane. But good comedic timing. That that was so fucking tragic. Yeah. And why did she assume the clapping was for her? I don't. she knows she did a, a shitty job. Yeah. Like well, if I walk out and people start clapping, like I'm looking for what they're clapping at. I'm not. I'm not going to start smiling and say thank you. I'm going to be like, what? What's everyone clapping for? Let's yeah, see. and it, really, it's a giant Spider-Man parade going on. But during it, Sandman is on the loose, and like the cops are trying to catch him. But in the process, he disappears into a dump truck of sand, and a cop goes up there and he like whisks off this tarp for the dump truck mm. like he's avatar the last airbender like yeah it was like so it was strapped on at like 12 points there were like 12 <laughs> hooks he undoes like one of them he he undoes just one and then whips it off and it's like <laughs> it flies off like so fast yeah but with that he can't find the convict and then sandman attacks and he uses all the sand and he's huge and just like flings and punches the cops everywhere and they should be dead but they probably aren't because it's spider-man and like then he just flies off via the wind as a pile of sand it checks out no further questions (laughs) let's move on Uh, (laughs) in the process though like of him fighting everybody you see that he can be hurt by bullets though yeah like not killed by bullets but it like hurts him yeah and so now they're at the parade and harry shows up to the parade and asks where peter is and like mj plays it all cool like when he asks and like he clearly starts flirting with mj right then and there and peter enters a spider-man to the parade like it's so extra and like the whole time he's like pow shazam Cowabunga! Like all while Cowabunga. doing like bunga. Which while I doing... get that part, but I don't get the part where he kisses the chick. <laughs> yeah, he's like doing weird flips and hanging upside down and whatnot. And Gwen, for some reason, is the one presenting him to the key to the city, not the police chief, not the mayor. But yeah, then he's like so. So he hangs upside down, facing Gwen, and the crowd starts chanting, "Kiss him, kiss him, kiss." What? Why? why first of all second of all his he knows okay he knows two things he knows two things one he knows that his girlfriend is in the crowd watching him correct two he knows that that he knows this girl personally not on just a professional spider-man level this is her classmate who made weird lovey eye contact with him in the first scene of the movie he knows these two things, and he still, like, kiss me. And three, he knows that MJ is watching, and this is their kiss that they shared in the first movie. Yeah. What the fuck? He, kind t- of- he doesn't, like, she doesn't, like, pull it down and start to kiss him. He says, the crowd will love it. Kiss me. Well, MJ's out of there. Like, of, of course she is. Like, why would? Why the fuck would she want to watch that? Uh, yeah, I, and then she's like... She acts like it doesn't happen. Like, she acts like it's no big deal. I'd be like, dude, it's over. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, no, she's very forgiving for it. Yeah. And after all this kissing come to comes, you see Sandman in the distance, like, make an entrance at the parade as the wind, and he's trying to rob an armored truck 
as you learn out, is for money for his daughter. Yeah. And it's fight between him and Spider-Man. And Spider-Man loses, but he, like, saves the pedestrians, at least, in this round. And that's a pretty decent fight. It's okay. Yep. All the fights with the Sandman are pretty good, because they had to use a lot of CGI to get him to turn into sand and not. And Yeah, all the fights with the Sandman were cool. Yeah. I agree. And so now they're at a fancy dinner at a French restaurant, and Peter's about to pop the question. And he's doing sitting at the table and doing like the dorkiest play by play of the scenario in his head. He's like, Oh, you know, this is a nice this is a nice little restaurant, you know. I've never been here before. Oh, what is that in your champagne? How did that get in there, you know? <laughs> he goes just like that. Just like that. Yeah. I thought you were Toby Maguire for a second. Uh, yeah, I am actually. Do it again. I'm gonna take off my Devin Spalding mask. I wear it like a Spider-Man mask, and then under here, I'm Toby Maguire. Yeah, do it again, real quick. <laughs> yeah, that's that's Toby Maguire. Toby Maguire must have also played the role of Minnie Mouse. <laughs> But yeah, they're at this fancy dinner and like while MJ's there, Gwen Stacy shows up and introduces herself to MJ and like the whole time her hands are like on his shoulder and like arms and chest and you're like, what? And he's like flirting back with her. Yeah. And obviously MJ's not happy, but like while kind of flirting, he's like moving his arms and whatnot. And the workers bringing the champagne keep thinking like he's signaling them to bring the champagne at like the worst times. Yeah. And it was so bad. It was so bad. I I really think Toby McGuire is a dick in this movie. Well, yeah. And I understand why she's mad. And she storms out at dinner. And that's when the workers bring the fucking ring. Like right then as he sits and like stands alone in the restaurant. And they're like pouring champagne and stuff. It's like, get the hint, workers. She must have gone to the restroom too fresh enough for her big moment. (laughs) And now Peter gets a call from police saying Uncle Ben's killer isn't who they say he thought it was. And it's the Sandman, and he recognizes the picture of him. And then now there's a black and white flashback scene of shooting with the new killer of the Sandman. And he's very upset. And in this, he says, it's been two years of searching for the wrong man. The first film and this one are five years apart. So it hasn't been two years. It's been like five years. Well, it definitely has been five years. Uh, Yeah, it's this whole movie's bullshit timeline plot everything well and so he's like grieving over this like trying to figure out like what he's gonna do with the killer and like mj comes to visit peter after he's kissed after gwen did that thing in the restaurant and she's like are you okay do you need my help like peter straight up rejects her help (laughs) dick 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 down dicked down well and so he basically just kicks her out and he sits and listens to the police tracker waiting for any report on the sandman and he this is where he falls asleep listening to the tracker and this is where he had mentioned the symbiote starts to cover him but he only wakes up as it's like smothering his mouth yeah so much for his spidey senses 
Like only when when he's giving a monster a deep throat does he understand <laughs> that it's there. Yeah, honestly, he, he's when, lit- he's literally being suffocated to death, it, and that's when he realizes. Yeah, some like weird black goo is playing table tennis with his uvula, and you like <laughs> maybe something's wrong here. <laughs> Just paddling it back and forth. <laughs> it probably fondled him a little bit on the way up, but he didn't notice because yeah. he was dreaming of Harry. Harry, no. <laughs> but now he wakes up and he's covered in a black suit. He doesn't really know where he is, but he's on a building, but he feels good. And honestly, this suit is so cool. Like It's so much better than his normal suit. It, just wear this one. It looks so cool. I, I'd have been like, all right, I'm painting my suit black. Yes. Like, even if you don't wear the symbiote anymore, like, rock with that. that so shit's- cool. As the kids like to say, that's bussin'. <laughs> that's bussin', bussin'. Yeah, I, I don't hang around many kids, but I, I've heard that phrase before. In my in my old times, I've heard that phrase bussin' I, before. I tell you, George, these kids, they say shit like bussin'. Oh, your grandma would be so proud. Oh, yeah, you know, grandma was bussin'. <laughs> I would what hate you, to. What are you laughing at, George? I would hate to hear an old person say "bus." <laughs> <laughs> I would love it. But this whole thing is like a metaphor for like Spider-Man's changing motives towards revenge and the darkness and the hate and all that. And he takes this, like he t- takes off the suit, but he takes the symb- like a piece of the symbiote to like his physics professor, and apparently it has an affinity for Peter. One. And two, if it binds to you, it can be hard to break that bond. Very interesting facts that the physics professor <laughs> was able to answer. Not like a it. not like a biologist or somebody who studied like space or anything. No, just a physics professor. Physics. He's like, well, this thing moves at, <laughs> at a velocity. A velocity of three meters a second, and its mass is two. Uh, Newtons and what is the force that is it? Yes, it's a symbiote. It's all kinetic energy. Yes, symbiote. Yeah, but yeah, apparently he knows all that. And with the symbiote suit on, he then hears a report for Sandman, and he immediately goes after him. And in the process, Eddie Brock sees him in the suit and tries to take pictures of him, but Spider-Man just takes the camera, destroys it, and he's basically acting out of rage and vengeance. And now this is where that subway station like fight scene between them goes on. And this is where uh, he broke his knuckles in this scene. And now oh, I ha- yeah. I'm going to have to go back and watch it. Luckily, I have the timestamp. But in this fight, Spider-Man wins it because he utilizes water to turn him into mud and defeat him for now. But there's like a weird scene with like the bolts on a pipe. And Spider-Man break that like Spider-Man breaks open this pipe with the bolts on it to use against the Sandman. And as each bolt pops off of the pipe, there's like a quick shaky cam of the Sandman, and it like zooms closer and closer in on him as it shakes more and more. I was like, "What was this creative choice?" On <laughs> you know, um, it would be really cool if they used like a voice changer while he was in his black suit. Like, he, he sounded more like a monster. Yeah. Because like, he's, like, giving in to his primal instincts. So yeah. I, I don't know. I think it would have been cool. Well, 
And yeah, that would be actually be super cool. You should have been a producer here. I should uh, quit my day job. Or oh, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry. Your quit night, my night night job. job. <laughs> Become a producer. Well. And yeah, and like this shaky cam thing reminded me of the happening when there was only that one shaky cam scene as they ran up on the construction site. Oh yeah, because that's like the only time this occurred as well, just like that one. But yeah, I was out of place after the fight. Peter is in his normal clothes, but he looks angry, and he looks in the mirror, and like he looks at his hair, and then just slowly pulls down his comb over into like emo <laughs> bangs, <laughs> and you were like. Um, that it was so cringy. It was the worst. This was a personal choice for Toby McGuire. <laughs> yeah, this was not made out of rage. This was a very logical. He's like, this. I'm a bad boy. This is like, I need to look like a bad boy. He's like, he, he pulls his hair down. He goes, I bleed to know I'm alive. <laughs> Sometimes I wipe until I bleed just to remind <laughs> myself I'm alive. Yeah, it's oh man. The instant the emo bangs came. All the memories of Spider-Man 3 came back and I was like, oh no, <laughs> we're getting there. And now he's back in his apartment and Peter doesn't actually like what he's become and he hides the symbiote suit away. And Peter tells Aunt May that Spider-Man has killed the Sandman. And she says like, this is not the way Spider-Man lives and Uncle Ben would not stand for acts of revenge. And it's like, wow, okay. Okay. Uncle Ben. I mean, with great power comes great responsibility. He he said those wise words, so I'm not surprised. Uncle ben did, yeah. He also made a uh, rice, I think. <laughs> the one rice brand, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that almost got canceled. Yeah, I'm not sure the specifics, so I will say nothing more on the subject. Let's yeah, let's move on. <laughs> so MJ feels lost on like the streets of New York, and instead of calling Peter she calls Harry to come and visit. And they're having like a fun evening together. They're cooking omelets very poorly and they laugh and then they start to dance. Which this is just this is just a date at this point. They're just <laughs> yeah, having now, a date. Now they're dancing together and then they just kiss. Only briefly, but like MJ leaves and regrets her actions. And as Harry follows her, he stumbles in the room with his father's picture and like his dad his dead dad, the picture of his dad, begins talking to him and reminds him of who Peter really is and all that he's done. And the plan now? Attack Kill Peter. Peter. Yeah. Attack Peter's heart. Which I was like, oh shit, he's going to kill MJ. But like, no, that's way too cool of a plot. <laughs> yeah, you, you've got to dumb it down. <laughs> you've got to dumb it down. I'm going to pin MJ up against a wall and tell her to break up with him. Peter Parker. Yeah, and all while this happened, this is just a brief note that I took. There was a weird interaction between Peter and his landlord and the daughter next door. Oh yeah, he like comes up and he's in his black suit. Uh, and the landlord's like, "You better pay your rent." He's like, "I'll pay my rent when this damn door gets fixed." But then he's like, also like winking at the daughter all in the meantime. Yeah, I think he says "fucking." I think. When he picks his fucking door. Or maybe he does say damn. Yeah, anyway, that's not important. But it was just a weird scene that kind of came in. And yeah, so their, their plan, attack Peter's heart. So MJ goes into his apartment and Harry's there. Yeah, and this is where he pins her on the wall. And he tells Peter to come to them. And so they meet, MJ and Peter meet on the bridge in Central Park. 
and she breaks up with him. And when she's like, it's over, he's like, well, will you marry me? <laughs> and yeah. ob- obviously this is not her choice. Like Harry's making her do this, but like. He's playing into the stereotypes of a toxic, like being a, a toxic male in the relationship. Mm-hmm. Like so hard. Like when she tries to leave, he, he like tries to guilt trip her back into being with him and like i said it's not her choice but like bad choices on peter's part and she tells him that she's fallen in love with someone else and this whole time harry's just sitting in the park watching them and yeah harry's a little cuck and now peter and harry talk about the breakup and harry's like it is me i am the other guy that she's seeing he's like yeah, and, like, their whole conversation was over a pie date. Like, they're eating pie? <laughs> Weird. To- I'd, have, I'd have thrown the pie at him. For some 20-something-year-old guys, you wouldn't go to a bar and have a beer. You're e- sitting in a cafe eating pie. But, like, there's such a weird scene of, like, after he tells him I'm the other guy, Harry smiles at the waitress when she asks him about the pie. And it's like Peter looks back, Harry's smiling at him, and then he disappears, like, behind a car. Yeah, he actually just, like, dove He, he dove under the table for dramatic <laughs> Yeah, Yeah, it wasn't anything, like, superhero like, thing. Like, yeah, like the like when the waitress comes back, he's like, "Will you tell me when he's gone?" He he was actually I'll leave just like, you a really big tip. He was actually just like peeking his head up over the windowsill, <laughs> like. But yeah, um, so now Peter shows up at Harry's place in the black suit with his emo hair on full, and yeah, no comb over. The fight is on, but it like has some like really awkward dialogue and facial expressions that I won't get into because I have more quotes from that that you might as well. I don't think from this scene. Oh, really? And in this fight, I noticed that Peter punches through like eight windows and his knuckles don't get torn up at all. Well, that I mean, he's a superhero. I get that part. I don't I'm, I have no issues with that part. Okay, so you don't have issues with that. What about the fact that he was fucking stabbed in the gut by Harry and just unfazed by it the whole fight? Uh also like Surprisingly, also, I don't have a problem with that either. How? He was stabbed in the... like in the. But he's a superhero. He's built different. I mean, yes, but he was stabbed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if it was a normal human, like, if... if Also, he had the adrenaline pumping. Like, I people in real life who get stabbed once, because it, it wasn't a big stab. It was just no, like... No, it was a pretty inches. shallow stab. Yeah. And when your adrenaline's going full bore, like, you can fight through a stab wound. That's true. I have been in a fight before where I got hurt, but my adrenaline was just going that I didn't even feel it. Yeah. So you know exactly what I'm talking about. I get But I was kicked in the balls. I wasn't stabbed in the gut. (laughs) I bet you being kicked in the balls is probably just as painful as being stabbed. I guess we're going to have to do a science experiment. (laughs) We should call your physics professor. (laughs) Tune into our webcast. <laughs> With a physics professor. Yeah. Well, Peter wins this fight and slanders him real good. And, like, Harry looks dead once again. But as Peter walks away, Harry throws one of his, like, goblin bombs at him. Peter dodges it, like, webs it, and then throws it back into Harry's face where it explodes within six inches. 
this is yeah this is like a grenade and you're like okay well i guess he wasn't dead when he fell should have been dead he he's got to be dead now he a hundred percent is dead from a grenade exploding six inches from your not like your foot where it would take off a lip no your face yeah and this is like I'm, I mean, I'm not sure what kind of grenade it is, but it fucking exploded. Mm-hmm. Well, he leaves this fight, doesn't even look back at Harry, dead Harry, and he's feeling good now. But you see that people don't like Spider-Man's new image in the black shoot, the suit, and it's on one of the Bugle newspapers with a shot by Eddie Brock. And he realized he broke Eddie's camera, so he knows that it's a fake, and he throws him under the bus for using a fake photo and gets him fired. And now Eddie Brock's like, what the fuck, bro? What the fuck, boy? What the fuck, boy? So now there's a fuck boy scene where they have sex. Yeah, and then just, J.K. Simmons comes in, just, and it's like one of those one of those awkward porn scenes where he's like, oh my god, what are you guys doing? <laughs> no, I won't join you guys. But it oh, is kind of hot. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, he's feeling good now and he throws him under the bus and this is where it happens. This is the notorious Spider-Man three scene. Mm-hmm. He, the whole time he's like ignoring the professor talking about the properties of the symbiote flirting with the neighbors, the landlord's daughter asking for cookies with nuts in them. He wants her to nut it for her. And this is where he's got this sidewalk strut. And he's dancing and he's hitting on the bugle receptionist. Oh my god. It's so cringy. It is so bad. And he walks into this like like tuxedo, this this Oh This really cheap worn down tuxedo shop and buys like a cheap on sale tuxedo and walks yeah, it's like out all, of the tuxedo. It's, it's all black. Yeah, he walks out of the tuxedo shop and just starts dancing. He just like he's yeah he's like doing the disco rolling hands, but also like just pelvic thrusting at the women who walk by. And he was like pointing at all these women on the seat, and he's got his fucking hair, and he's like so cocky and egotistical now, and it needs to stop. He's, you could, he's like he's about six pelvic thrusts away from landing on the sex offenders registry on yeah he's about to be me too'd yeah (laughs) and like why did they choose this direction with the scene like i get that he's changing his attitude but they did it so over the top and it's so cut cut this out cut this scene out and it becomes a substantially better film but this scene alone is the thing that sticks in my memory the most yeah, like they could cut the scene out, but it, it would not be the same movie. Like we talked about Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse before. In the intro of it, when Peter Parker's talking about his life, he's like, he did this and this and this. And then it shows that hip thrusting out of the tuxedo yep. shop. He says, we don't talk about that scene. Like <laughs> br- breaks the fourth wall with that, becomes really meta, but to roast <laughs> Spider-Man 3. <laughs> yeah. Because this scene is so absurd. It's iconic. You can't remove it. It's bad, but it's iconic. It, yeah, it's bad iconic. Yeah. Oh my god. It's bad good. It's on the good, the bad, the movies. That's literally this whole scene is the only reason why I picked this film <laughs> for this podcast. In in my notes, this note, Notorious Spider-Man 3 scene with all that, is all in bold, so I wouldn't forget it. Oh, you wouldn't forget it, even if that note wasn't there. So now, 
you see that Sandman has survived being turned into mud, and that's basically it. But Eddie Brock spots Peter taking Gwen on a date at a, the rest the jazz club that MJ works at. So not only did he get him fired, he stole his girl, and now he's taking the girl that flirted with him at the French restaurant that he kissed to MJ's work. Like, oh my god. Ass. Ass. And he, like, just uses her to make MJ jealous. Yeah, like, so, yeah, MJ's going up on stage to about to sing. <laughs> like, Peter looks to Gwen, he's like, I'll be right back. Like, you think he's about to use the little girl's room or something? And No. He hops up on stage and just starts busting out jazz piano like a fucking prodigy. <laughs> yeah, and then he like jumps up and does like 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 some crazy dance moves. He does that thing where he jumps on the chair and the chair slides an unrealistic distance. Yeah, and he's like swinging from chandeliers and whipping off his coat. When he did the chair thing, I thought for sure he was going to do that like uh the meet the what was the name of the movie meet the fuckers. Yeah, Meet the Fockers about the drug dealers. Nope. With Jennifer Lawrence. That is not the movie. Uh, well, they were like trying to get over the border in a camper RV with like all the drugs. We are the with, Millers. We're the Millers. <laughs> with uh, with Jennifer Lawrence, like when she sits down on that chair and then pulls the thing and the water sprays over her. So, so that's Jennifer Aniston, my or friend. Jennifer, I'm sorry, Jennifer Aniston. I thought... I thought Spider-Man was... Yeah, he totally should have. But, like, yeah, he's, like, swinging from chandeliers. And I have one where he, like, he like whispers into a mic and he goes, Now dig on this. As he, like, pulls Quinn up to dance in front of the crowd. Like, the whole time, just just to, like, make MJ jealous. And Gwen picks up on it. Just not until the very end. That is true. Because he's staring MJ down as he dips her. But Yeah. So, so she dips on him, too. She, like raises her leg and he like grabs her leg and lifts it higher very sexual and then they have sex right there yep (laughs) so well this is all done and like peter's now harassing mj after he already harassed her with her up on stage and security tried and get him out of there and he starts fighting them all but in the process he just decks mj yeah like a superman like a superhero deck too like a, a huge like yeah, it, it wasn't like, like break an orbital or something. Yeah, it was a he has super strength, so he launched her. Yeah. And he realizes he hates the new him. He needs to get rid of this symbiote lifestyle. And so he goes to the top of a gothic-looking church in the black spidey suit to rip it off. And he's like in he's yeah, he's in like the bell tower? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Eddie Brock is actually also in this church to confess his sins in the pews. And he asked God for one thing. To kill Peter Parker, because <laughs> God is totally on board with homicide. <laughs> he's coming to confess his sins, and he's like, you know what? Let's do the most cardinal sin of all. Murder. <laughs> Murder. Yeah, and so he, that's what he asks, and the black suit will not come off. And in this church tower, he's just screaming. And at one point, he bangs into the church bell. Yep, and the church bell starts ring-a-ding, ring-a-ding-ding-ing. What? The church bell starts ring-a-ding-ding-ing. Ring-a-ding-ling-ing. Ring-a-ding-ling-ing? Ring-a-ding-ling-ing. Well, what happens with the church bell? Why is that important? Uh, you don't know why. 
but uh, somehow, for some reason, he starts getting it off. Yeah, it, like, makes the symbiote itself scream and detach a bit more. Like, it's sensitive to loud sounds or something. Or, like, certain frequencies of sounds or something. Yeah, and so he's able to get it off, but, like, Brock hears of the screaming and goes to check it out. And he sees in the process that Peter is Spider-Man. Because apparently this old gothic church to the to the bell tower has an open floor concept where you can see from the ground level to the church that, bell. That doesn't surprise me as much as that he's able to identify that Spider-Man is Peter Parker while Peter Parker is screaming, tearing this thing off of himself. Thrashing. He's only, he, he's only seen Peter Parker two or three times and he's partly covered by the symbiote too he's partly covered by the symbiote and he's like four or five stories down from him looking yeah he's like 60 feet (laughs) yeah yeah well anyway he he somehow sees it's peter parker and as the symbiote falls off of peter down below it lands and takes over the vengeful eddie brock who now turns into venom and that maybe this is my affinity for venom thinking he's the like the best villain or the most notorious he's so cool he's he's yeah he's pretty cool he's yeah does he come back in future films um not in the amazing spider-mans but i haven't seen any of the tom holland ones so i can't fully say for sure Uh, okay but yeah he's so cool and now aunt may gives visits peter and gives some sound personal and relationship advice about fights or whatever we're not here for that we're here for the four villain action kind of sequence and now there's a and now there's a fight scene between sandman and venom because sandman thinks he's spider-man and then venom shows he's like i'm not peter we're gonna team up to kill spider-man uh and sandman's like sure bro yeah sure thing (laughs) No no questions asked. Let's do it. Let's do it. What else, what else have I got going for me? I am a flat character with uh, very little backstory or motive for my actions. And it could have been so good if they would have done just the third movie with Sandman. They could have thrown actually Harry's character in as well. But like Sandman and Harry or Venom and Harry and done that, it could have been so great. And then spent the fourth film on one of the others and expanded that could have paid off so much more. Yeah, it could have. It really, really could have. Well, MJ's now getting in a cab. Try try get calling down a cab in New York City, right? In New York City. And she gets in the cab, and apparently <laughs> Venom has hijacked a cab, positioned himself perfectly in place at the perfect time with the perfect cab that she gets in. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, they... They take her to as a hostage at the top of a construction building, but the police can't save her because Sandman, like the construction building, all the sand at the bottom, just takes it up, and he's like 10 stories tall, and just destroying all the cops trying to come, like wrecking their shit up. Yeah, and this is all be- being casted on the news, and uh, Spider-Man's like looking at... at- the news, he's like, oh shit, they got my girlfriend, so he gets on his regular Ex- Ex-girlfriend. Oh shit! I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. His ex girlfriend and uh, gets on his normal red and blue Spider-Man costume. And, o- uh, sw- OG Spidey time. OG Spidey time, and then he he swings on over and uh, proceeds to get his fucking ass kicked. Not yet. He goes to Harry, 
who has apparently oh, ex- survived the exploding grenade in his face. And, I mean, he does have some third-degree burn-looking things and uh, some scars on his face. But that's, like, it. Like, he, he asks, admits he can't take them on both and wants his help. But Harry kicks Peter out. And then all of a sudden, Harry's butler, we'll call him Alfred, because why not, yeah. <laughs> comes up and tells him that Peter didn't kill his father. And that he cleaned the wounds and found that his father killed himself with his glider. I'd have been like, what the fuck, Alfred? You let me <laughs> stew in this vengeful anger for five years? That's my you, that's my note. Goddamn asshole. <laughs> that's my note. Is like, he's been hiding this information for years? You're fired. You are fired. You thought your I dad just... was murdered and have <laughs> all this hurt and hate and... You just don't tell him that? Oh my god, I hate it. But I did it so bad. So MJ is going to die soon. She's in like this cab atop webs in this construction site. And all of a sudden this little girl yells, look! To like alert everyone that Spider-Man's there. But when she yells, look, he wasn't even in frame yet. Like he came around. How the F did she see him? Uh, She had his spidey senses for this film. <laughs> that's where it went yeah they added it to the little extra that had one scene that had one line (laughs) yeah hey why'd you you made we're doing a skype call right now and he made himself bigger in the skype call and me smaller what well it's fine now but continue i'm a little hurt by it i don't know what i just did but i guess i'll continue because it's nothing (laughs) changed on my end but anyway so there's like a decent little falling scene between venom and spider-man kind of like fighting but like venom is really strong and he should be stronger because he's fueled by the hate and the power from the symbiote Mm -hmm. and like peter is falling from the sky into the construction site trying to save mj because she's falling too until the sandman becomes like a goddamn building (laughs) and starts fighting and he can like pack a punch and like break buildings but he's so slow yeah but still spider-man's getting his fucking ass kicked well not by him initially because he can dodge everything but he he really does get his ass kicked by himself because this whole fight scene there he just gets his ass kicked because like yeah Sandman as a building packs the punch, but Venom is so fast. Yeah. And like just takes him out of the air. And like basically he ties him up with a web, like around his neck on a steel beam. And this is when Sandman just starts hammering on him. Hammer fist. Yeah. My question is this is like New York City. Why don't you have like the army and like tanks here to help out? Uh, I'm not sure. I don't know the logistics of, of mobilizing militaries in I feel like there's a there's a rule against mobilizing militaries in uh, cities. Oh my other question is why do they not have a clearance set for like a couple blocks blocked off because there are people and news and children like yeah, at like, the base of the building yeah three, like, like 300 feet away within danger zone. Like if this and the building... same thing with the skyscraper. They didn't even try and, like, when the skyscraper was getting destroyed by the crane and things were falling no. and crushing people, the police didn't even try and move people. Like, if the building goes down, if Sandman takes one step, he steps on somebody. They get crushed. Venom can swing down and kill anybody. 
Yeah, all Sandman has to do is be like, look at this crowd of people. I want to commit mass murder. Create, they're all create dead. a radius, please. Yeah, please, God. Well, yeah, and so Peter's about to die, but then all of a sudden a bomb is thrown into Sandman's head, and it's hairy. The bomb does some damage. Yeah, it, this part that where it, when he threw the bomb at the the giant's head that looked really cool it, i was pretty hyped too it's like a 2v2 yeah. kind of like fair fight now but really yeah. it's the power of brotherhood and friendship that's unstoppable it's the power of family nothing is stronger than family my family my family <laughs> and so yeah it's a 2v2 fight but mj like continues to fall and like she grabs onto webs as she's falling she has like the best grip and upper body strength she could be a freaking marine yeah like imagine falling at like terminal velocity yeah 30 feet per second and just one-handed grabbing a web with your off hand and just not even budging yeah what the fuck what's going on here yeah and so um harry kills sandman pretty easily like he flips his hoverboard up and like burns him well the the way crowd cheers and i thought like that seemed too easy. The way easy. he kills him is, is uh, he like, he flies away and then turns around and uses like these two missiles that are strapped to his hoverboard. Yeah, but like I thought and it was too easy. Say that again. I thought it was too easy. It was. It was a little easy because he just hit him with with the missiles, and then. He, I guess the missiles were like thermite loaded or something because he just <laughs> yeah. turned to like he just, he just burned turned up. to stone. But during this, Venom's about to kill Peter with Harry's glider. Like he has him tied up, about to stab him. Harry's the real trooper here. Yeah, Harry jumps in front of Venom and get, and takes the stabbing for sacrifices for himself. He's like, I killed the big fucking giant guy. And I kind of kicked Venom's ass for you. And now I'm going to give my life for you. Like, like, do your goddamn job. You're the one yeah, born but... with these superpowers. <laughs> Not born, but. Not but you, but like made with these superpowers. It, well, a, in the th- a long time to train. Well, super like, strength, super speed. He's, Harry's like officially gone now. Like he's dying, but like he survived a bomb in his face. And like three injuries which would break the neck of a normal human yeah i think he should live but anyway peter realizes in this process that he can defeat venom with sound and starts like clanging metal pipes in the construction site together to free eddie from the symbiote and like he does he pulls him away and as he does peter throws a bomb at the remaining symbiote to kill it and eddie brock (laughs) jumps back into it yeah what the fuck happened there i think he liked the feeling of it he wanted to be venom he definitely did and he jumps right back into it and explodes with it which fine yeah whatever yourself or whatever i don't really give a shit at this point well meanwhile mj's attending to dying harry and peter instead of going to harry confronts flint the sandman who isn't actually fully dead and he tells him the true story that he robbed the place to save his daughter. This is where you get the story at the very end of the movie. Like, I have five more bullet points. And the death of his uncle was all an accident. His uncle was trying to give him wise advice. And the guy who we thought killed him bumped Flint. 
and the gun fired in the process, killing his uncle. And then, to- and then Peter Parker ever so kindly said, "I forgive you." And then sad music played, and he flew off into the wind to go rob some more banks or to save his daughter. One of the two. Uh, well, he lost the money in the sewer, so yeah, and. So he, then Peter goes to Harry, and Harry's dying with, like, a sunrise in the background. Did this fight go all night long? Was this, like, an eight-hour fight? It felt like ten minutes to me. It went all night long if there's a sunrise. <laughs> That's insane. I don't think so. I think not. So we're finding a plot hole is what you're saying. Uh, this movie has no plot holes. This movie's perfect. <laughs> And there's like this kind of like nice dialogue between Peter and Harry as he officially dies, saying that they're best friends. And there's a funeral scene, a Spider-Man monologue is about being the best version of yourself. And that should be the end of the movie, but it's not. And it ends at the jazz club. (laughs) MJ is singing. And And she's singing, I'm done with love. Fuck men. My heart is locked away in a little emotional box. I'll never deal with the emotional turmoil that this toxic fucking cuck put me through. I went to counseling, but I can't afford it because capitalism is shit. Uh, So I sing jazz at minimum wage in New York City and live in a shithole. And I'm attending to the the modern bourgeois. Oh, Yemen. I'm attending to the modern bourgeois of the New York City Manhattan lifestyle. So please have sympathy on me as I sing this jazz song. Scaddy do boop bop bow. <laughs> That's that, the words. Yeah. Really know that. And uh, she comes down off stage, and Peter uh, and her hug one out real long and hard. Just like I was after watching this movie. <laughs> and that's our movie. Yay! Let's give it up for a little Spider-Man. Spider-Man, Spider-Man. Does it ever a spider can? Can he fly? Nope. That's not the words. I don't know what the words are. I, I The only words I know are the spider pig. Mm, from the Simpsons, mo- Simpsons movie. No, it's from Family Guy. It's the Simpsons movie. Are you sure? 100%. Spider pig? Spider pig does whatever a spider pig can. Can he fly? No, he can't. He's just a pig. That's all. That's really all I know. That's almost all of it. So, yeah. Yeah, With that little song, I guess that's the perfect transfer. Maybe the worst transfer (laughs) (laughs) to, to do our quotes, ratings, and reviews, I guess. Quotes, ratings, and reviews. It didn't choose to be this. The only thing left to me now is my daughter. Okay, I've got several. I had, like I mentioned, I had several from the fight scene, the first fight scene between um, Harry and Peter. And one of them is like, Harry goes, you're going to kill me like you killed my father. And Peter goes, I'm done trying to convince you. And Harry goes, you took him from me. He loved me. And Peter goes, no, he despised you. You were an embarrassment to him. And he sees Harry start to cry. And he goes, oh, look, little Goblin Jr. is about to cry. Going to cry? Okay, I wanted to quote that. But it's too like, long. I, it, it, uh, yeah, one, it's too long. 
Dude, what the? That's fucking some savage shit. I, well, I usually write down some like either really inspiring quotes that are out of place or funny quotes. That was just fucking. What well, the hell, and bro? The, here's the other one from that fight scene: is Peter Parker goes stings, doesn't it? After he knocks him down, and Harry goes, "I protected you in high school. Now I'm gonna kick your pretty little ass." And Peter Parker goes, "Ew." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I got, was it Aunt May? Was that her name? Aunt yeah. May? Yeah. So when Aunt May was talking about uh, Uncle Ben, uh, she was talking about the, her proposal and she said, your uncle was a knockout in his bathing suit and I wasn't <laughs> too bad myself. How did I, like, I miss that? Thanks, Aunt May. <laughs> Um, one of them that I like is after MJ sings her song at the beginning of the movie and she, Peter goes up to her and she goes, I love the flowers. They're beautiful. And then she goes, and those are from Harry and it's the biggest bouquet (laughs) of flowers I've ever seen. Just a wall of flowers. (laughs) Yeah. It's so big. Um, one I've got is when the guy who ended up becoming Venom, I'll call him, uh, Venom Jr. Eddie Brock. I'll call him Venom Jr. Okay. What when Venom Jr. first meets Peter Parker, he was talking about how he's taking over Peter Parker's uh, job, and he's like, "I've noticed his stuff makes you look a little bloated, you know, a little chunky." <laughs> and because he was talking to Spider Man, yeah, he was talking to about it. Peter Parker, yeah. And he's like, "Is is it, he's saying Peter Parker's photos? Talking about uh, Peter Parker's photos." One of my one of my quotes was just at the French restaurant and. Peter goes up to him and he's like, I got a reservation for Peter Parker. And he goes, ah, Parker. And he's like, Parker. He's like, that's what I say, Parker. And I no, just, he was saying Parker. He was saying Pecker. He was what? Pecker. 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 And it yeah. sounded like Pecker, hmm. which was the funny bit. I just loved the French accent. Um, During, I don't, I'm probably stealing yours here, but uh, when J.K. Simmons is sitting in his office Mm-hmm. He's like talking to someone, and then the buzzer goes off. His his notification buzzer, and it shakes his whole desk, and it's super loud. And he's like, "What?" Super mad, and he's like, and uh, his assistant is like, "Uh, your wife wanted me to tell you about your blood pressure. Keep your anger in check." <laughs> and he's like, "You tell my wife." Thank you. Yeah, I had that too. The the thing leading up to it that in my quote is. If you know, circulation at the Bugle has been pretty good, but not as good as like the New York Times or the Daily News or the Post or even sell several smaller newspapers. And he goes, get on with it. And that's when she's like, your blood pressure, Mr. J. Yeah, great pressure. scene. Um, one of mine is when Peter and uh, Harry are talking after he kissed her and they're about to fight. And he goes, Mary kissed me like she used to. That taste strawberries yeah that was a little weird (laughs) that was a little weird a little weird okay what else you got uh another one from jk simmons when they were both fighting over who got the job at the the newspaper Mm -hmm. jk simmons was like you want a staff job you want a staff job does anyone know what i want and then one of his underlings comes in and just really creepily goes i do and he's like (laughs) and jk simmons goes Shut up. Ooh. Yeah, that's good. Um, I've got one where I don't know what this came from. 
Peter said it probably to Eddie at one point, but he goes, you want, you want forgiveness? Get religion. It was when he was talking to uh, Eddie because Eddie was begging him to not to not yeah edited photo get religion yeah I don't know what the fuck that meant (laughs) right but uh my last quote is uh when Harry was talking to MJ right before at the Spider Man like parade thing Mm -hmm. where he got the key Mm -hmm. uh Harry said. I bonked myself in the head, and now I'm free as a bird. And then MJ said, will you bonk me on the head? <laughs> <laughs> and Harry goes, sure. Bonk. bonk. And, and he, he verbally says, bonk, and as he slaps her bon- in the head. Yeah. And she does this really awkward, like, eh. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so I got I two, like two more. One's from Eddie, and he goes, this is when he's caught Mary Jane and the webs up in the cab and he goes oh my spider sense is tingling as he pulls mary jane closer to himself and he points at her and he goes if you know what i'm talking about i do i i'm surprised i didn't write that one down because that was funny <laughs> and my last one is when at the jazz club with gwen and she's like oh i hope we can get a table and peter just goes and like whistles at the hostess and he just whispers in her ear and goes find us some shade Thanks, hot legs. And, it, and she, she does it. goes along with it. She gets them a reserved table. Uh, <laughs> like they, he's they some high roll. on the side. Yeah. And those are my quotes. Wow. What about our RR of our QRR? Our first R? Our first R. Ratings. What do you think? Uh, tomato meter um, is a... 32 percent 63 63 huh what about audience a lot of money what about what the audience audience uh gosh it's gonna be higher it's gonna be like 57 51 51 and metascore metascore uh it's i'm going 39 again 59 59 and the audience is two or uh audience is 5.1. 6.2. 5.1. 6.2. So all right around that 50 to low 60 range. Yeah. I think it gets more I think terrible. it gets more credit, but than it deserves. Yeah. Yeah. You ready for our second R? I'm ready for our second R. The right. hard R is. Ooh. <laughs> some might call it. God. <laughs> all right, I got 5 for you. By Lenny Renquist. The worst Spidey yet. Or sorry, the worst Spidey yet. I loved it. I can't really speak for everyone. I mean, you might be one of those unfortunate people without a soul, but I love it. And in spite of its flaws, I still think Sam Raimi is one of the best high-profile directors ever in Hollywood, because he's always about having fun, and that's all I, what it comes down to. A Spider-Man three, fun, fun, fun. Nine out of ten. But the the title of the review is worst Spidey ever. Worst Spidey yet. I loved it. <laughs> I'm a little conflicted here. I am too. <laughs> okay, next by Aaron Cape and Banner. I hardly know her. Ayo. Not as bad as people say. Third and last question mark film in this trilogy isn't as good as the first two, mainly because the plot is overly contrived. But I still find this to be very entertaining and filled with good action and character development. 
Plot is Peter Parker's romance with MJ, threatened by the simultaneous arrival of supervillain Sandman, um, with a good performance, and mysterious alien black goo that latches onto Peter and develops his dark side, which nearly wrecks his life, and rival reporter Topher Grace, who also comes into contact with the alien menace and becomes Venom. Large-scale action climax is still satisfying and fitting, with Peter and MJ back on the path to mutual happiness and a bright future together. I hope, since the plan part four was scrapped, unfortunately, a shame. 7 out of 10. That's a fair review. Mm-hmm. Um, but that when was that review made? Do you have a date? Um, no, I don't. Because I, I, like by today's standards, the action scenes aren't great as good. They're not great. The one thing that I had the problem with it was that he said that there was good character development, and I don't think there was at all. Yeah, definitely not. Okay. I don't think there was any character development. Next one, by Olap84. Worst movie I've had the displeasure of seeing at a cinema. I actually booed, and I never do that. Bad acting, bad story, bad characterization, bad baddies, bad goodies, bad singing, bad dancing, bad. Only redeeming quality was killing off Harry and his incredibly bad character so that in the event of a number four, he won't have any screen time to decide what kind of character he should be. A real shame as this movie had so much potential. They could have focused more on Venom or they could have focused on the Sand Dude. Unfortunately, they did neither, which resulted in a film that didn't know where it was going except down the plug. Do not waste your money on this film. One out of ten. Okay, he was he was a little extreme in his reactions, but I agree with his opinion. Once again, agree. Yeah, that's like find I, a happy I, find a happy medium between the last two. Yep, exactly, exactly. Okay, by Ren seven eight seven five three, a masterpiece of shit. <laughs> I'm not sure what movies these other reviewers saw, but this was without a doubt the single worst pile of crap I've ever seen. I'm not even sure where to start. How about with the straight theft of Spidey's whole motivation for being Spider-Man? For some reason, someone thought that making Sandman Uncle Ben's murderer instead of the guy Parker let go was a good idea, and they didn't even make Sandman a bad guy. He's a guy with really bad luck. Aw, poor supervillain. Boo. At least the symbiote story was kinda good. A rock randomly falling out of the sky in the night right next to Spidey while he's not paying attention? Real fucking in-depth. Now I know what you're thinking. Well, I don't care about the story. I just want action. Well, I couldn't agree more with you. But the action scenes in this movie are so oversped, you can't tell what's really going on except for the strategical slow moments that Spidey's trying to catch a ring out of the air. Nothing about this movie was done right. Worst movie ever. Six exclamation points. P.S. What the hell happened to his Spidey sense? One out of ten. Oh, caught on the Spidey sense. Uh, Again... Way too extreme of a reaction. Made some good points, but uh, I get the feeling when people are like, this is the worst movie I've ever seen, that they just haven't seen that many movies. And they're just coming to vents, really. Yeah. Have they seen just, Rubber? Have they seen Have they seen Iron Sky? Have they seen Food Boy? <laughs> they don't know. Um, last one, by Nasmobile. Everything comes full circle in this, and the culmination of the characters and the way they fall find their true selves is amazing. Have to say, as a girl, I was loving the eye candy. Tobey Maguire, mmm. Topher Grace, mmm. And James Franco, oh, all the possibilities came into my head seeing them in their rubber suits, boy. 
Toby in a black Spidey suit totally rocked my boots. The effects, the storyline, the villains, and the fight scenes all are awesome, and this film is worth the wait, and it completes a nice trilogy should they decide to make any more. 10 out of 10. I don't think she really watched the movie. <laughs> I'm going to be honest here. She, she was really digging on the eye candy. Yeah, yeah I think... I don't know. I think uh, I think she let a lot of things slide to see Tobey <laughs> Maguire in a black rubber suit. Yeah, honestly, suit. yeah. Ooh. I mean, we did talk a lot about gay porn. She would be into this for sure. She, yeah, yeah. She would be that first in her. line for Nazmobile. <laughs> and that's my last review. That's your last review. That's it. What does that mean? What's that mean for us? That means it's the end of our by far longest episode. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, people. I'm not fucking at me. On what don't, site? I don't know. TikTok. Just, uh, to at me on TikTok. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so start making us TikTok huge, people. Do some covers if you love it or if you hate it. What's your TikTok, Devin? I don't. Uh, I don't know. I think. I think I created, I linked it to my personal Facebook and I don't want to, I don't want to say that. Alrighty then. <laughs> yeah. so t- nobody at him then. <laughs> don't, don't, please don't at me. Please God. <laughs> at yeah. us at the good, the bad, the movies. On Instagram or Facebook. Yeah. Alrighty. Do we have a Twitter? We don't. We should make oh, a Twitter. Okay. I'll Twitter, tell, I hardly know her. I'll yell at, I'll yell at my wife for it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's it. That All right, we'll see you next week for Spider-Man uh, 3. Fantastic, fantastic time and movie. <laughs> that's 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 our sign. As usual, you guys know it. Come back next week for Fantastic Time and Movie. For Fantastic Time and Movie. Goodbye and we'll, now. We'll see you later. Bye-bye. Skaters, bye. Thank you for listening to The Good, The Bad, and The Movies. If you like the show, please like and follow us on Anchor and any other podcast sites we are located on. We would love to hear your feedback, so please leave us comments and reviews on our Instagram and Facebook pages at The Good, The Bad, The Movies. We will be back next week to deep dive into more movies, and remember, if it's it's good good and it's bad, it's it's probably probably the movies. movies.